morning, everybody. I believe we can do better than that. Good morning, everybody. Beautiful. Um, I bring greetings to all of you from Malawi, the warm heart of Africa. As the pastor was saying, I have a privilege to lead a church by the name of New Life Church. Malawi is in the southeast part of Africa, and uh, it has about 19 million people. Uh, It's one of the poorest countries, unfortunately, in the world. But again, it is also one of the places where people are so open and thirsty and hungry for the word of God. And um, our church, as you have seen from that video, we are focusing in preaching the gospel. We are also running a Christian uh, elementary school from pre-K to grade 8. And uh, we also train pastors. Why do we train pastors? There's great need. Uh, There are churches, but uh, not all churches are preaching who Christ is. And that will relate a little bit again on what I'll be talking this morning. The need for the church to return back to its call to be missional is real in the time that we live. There are places where probably you may think that the gospel is being preached, but the gospel is not yet preached. Because it's not about speaking about Christ and these other things, but it's about speaking about him who died for us on the cross. Challenging men and women and young people to come to the lordship of Jesus Christ and to submit to his lordship to say, God, I want you to rule my life. Having said that, may I please ask you all to open your Bibles to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, and I'll read from verse number 16 to verse number 20. Like I've said, I've entitled my message, Missional Church. And I must say before I start reading that I'm defining church not as this building, not any other building that you, are, you, you may think of, but I'm thinking you and me if Christ is my Lord. You are the church, and God is calling us to be missional. God is calling us in a time like this to be intentional in three areas. Number one that I'll be talking about is to know that it is him who has called us or who has commissioned us. And not only has he commissioned us, but also a missional church is a church which is focused on disciple-making. In other words, witnessing about the love of God to others and telling the world which is dying, the world which is broken, pointing them to what Christ has done on the cross. And then number three that we'll be looking at this morning is also to look at the church which is missional, is laid by Christ himself. So read with me from the book of Matthew, chapter number 28, from verse number 16. Now, the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when he saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, 
All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the ages. Friends, glass withers and the flower fades. But the word of God shall live forever. Amen. Pray with me. Gracious Father, we want to thank you so much for your word. The word of life, the word that brings us closer to yourself. The word that admonishes us, the word that exalts us in you. And I pray for all these brothers and sisters as they are listening or watching somewhere else, that Lord, you just speak to our hearts. That you just use me as your vessel. May they see you. May they hear your word. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, I'm from Africa, and uh, I've been instructed that I can preach at least three hours and 60 seconds. <laughs> I know by that time all of you will be gone. I promise I'll not take that long. Although it was funny, yesterday I was watching on the TV to see the weather is, is pretty cold out there. I don't know for you, but for me it's very cold. But uh, these people, they were in these big stadiums, and uh, they were shelling not only for one hour, not only for two hours. You know how many hours they spent. And I was like, wow, I wish I had an opportunity to preach in this big stadium and to tell them that Jesus is calling you. Friends, if we go back to the scripture that I've read, this is the very, very important scripture. Just to give you a little bit of context, what is happening here, Christ has just been risen from the dead. At this point, <clears throat> there are no longer 12 disciples, but there are only 11. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because Judas Iscariot had committed suicide. And now, so Jesus is meeting these 11 men. And you must know that it is from these 11 men that today, here in Napoleon, we exist as a church. God was going to use them to bring what I'll be calling you and I to do the same in our own time, in our own generation. And so Jesus is speaking to these disciples and he's speaking them very, very important message. The country that I come from, when an elder person, when an old man uh, or, or somebody of higher esteem is about to leave to go elsewhere, when he calls everybody together, his last words are very, very important. Imagine in those lines that Jesus is speaking to these 11 men before he ascended back to God the Father. 
And he's speaking them on these three things that I, I said earlier on. And these three things remain relevant and important to us today, just as it was back then. What are these things? Well, talking about missional church, number one, is what I've said, that a missional church is a church which is commissioned by God himself, the almighty, the all-powerful, the one who has all dominion, the one who overshadows every, every, every government that you can think and talk about. So he begins by telling them on verse number 18, and I want to read it again with you. He says, and Jesus came and said to them, meaning to the 11 men. He says, authority, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Let's pause there for a moment. Have you wondered why is Jesus beginning to say, all authority? Thank you, ma'am. God bless you, ma'am. Appreciate for that. Have you wondered why Jesus is beginning by saying that all authority and all power has been given to him? There was a reason because he knew that after he ascends back to God the Father, there will be chaos, there will be brokenness, there will be persecution, there will be doubtness, there will be envious, there will be all these other things because this world is a fallen world. And I can guarantee you that uh, even though I'm from the other part of the world, 20 plus hours flying to get here, the world is broken in Africa just as it is broken here in the United States of America. The world is at war just like it has been in the past. There is so much resistance about the gospel, about God, just as it has been in the past. And yet Jesus is calling these men, he says, wait a minute, I want you to understand I am the one who is calling and commissioning you. He's not suggesting, he's commissioning, in other words, he's commanding them to do this. So he says, listen, as I'll be giving you this command and this commission, bear in your mind that I am Jehovah, I am the creator, I am who I am, as God told Moses. After he met Moses, and Moses said, if I go back to people and I ask them, who is this God? He said, go tell them I am who I am. The book of um, Daniel chapter number 7, verse number 13 up to number 14, there is an interesting story. It talks about Christ being more dominion, meaning to say he has been given all power and all dominion. And he says there is no other authority which is above him. But did you know that even though you and I, we read this, we behave as if the one who is sending us is the little God. I don't know for you, but I wanted to remind you, if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you have been commissioned by the almighty God. 
You don't need to be terrified with the political correctedness as people. They say you have to be careful what you say. You have to be careful on how you do things. I want to tell you that God is the one who is overlooking the entire universe. This is not only God of, of Napoleon, of Archibald, of Ohio, of United States. He is God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, the one who is in power and is in controlling, even when things may look like as if things are going out of hands. Jesus is minding them. He says, remember, I am the one who is calling you, and I am commissioning you, and I have all the authority in heaven and on earth. Do you know that your God is all-powerful God? And if indeed God is all-powerful God, and that has also to be seen on how you live and how you do what you do. I'll tell you, people have got authority. It doesn't matter how big or how small they are. I'll give you an example. This other time, I, if we have got police officers, traffic police officers, we appreciate the work that you do. I remember one day seeing a, 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 a very um, a small police officer uh, back in my country. They, they, the police, traffic police officer can just, even on the road, they can just ask you to stop and you have to comply. And there was this big man in a big truck and the police officer was so tiny but she had authority invested in her. And all she did was just to raise her hand and to say, park here. And this giant man, he's stopping this big truck because he knew somebody in authority is asking me and I must comply. There is a reason why Jesus is beginning to say all authority in heaven and on earth. Can somebody say amen, please? This is not authority in Africa or authority in the United States. This is authority in heaven and on earth. Says that power has been given to me. Therefore, go. And make disciples. Friends, I'm here to remind you. If Christ is Lord in this church, don't be terrified. Don't lose hope with the votes that people are making. I know it can be irritating, but don't lose focus. Your God and my God is a bigger God. He's a God who controls the entire universe. Trust him. Hold on to him. Believe in this word. Bible says this is ancient word. This word has been there. All these dominions we see one day will go away, but the word of God will live forever. And God says, I am commissioning you. I am all-powerful and I am all-knowing. He's not God that he needs us to remind him. The Bible says he's not a man that he can say something 
and then he say, oh my gosh, I forgot. I'm so sorry. We do that. You know, sometimes those of us who are married, we, we promised our spouses, oh, Hannah, I'll be there for you all the time. And then something happens, oh my gosh, forgive me, please. I completely forgot. Yes, you're a man. But God does not forget. You and I, we get so terrified sometimes. It's like you're watching a game and then your team is losing. You're like, oh my gosh, is, is Ohio going to make it? Is Michigan going to make it? And then you are terrified and the BP is going up. God is not like that. He is who he is. Trust him. Obey him. He is almighty. A missional church is the church that knows that has been commissioned by the all-powerful God. Amen? Amen. Secondly, what does a mission of church look like? Well, a mission of church, secondly, is the one which is focused on disciple-making. Read with me on verse number 19. It says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, I don't know in your Bibles. In my Bible, it says of all nations. It does not say of all counties. But of all what? Come on, say with me. Of all what? Nations. Let's pause there. If you look at the church today, are we focused on global missions? Global missions in the sense that I'm not only talking about you getting out of the United States. There is a place for that, but I'm talking like even in your own community to be intentional to think of other people beyond those whom you consider as friends and bodies of yours. To go beyond men and women of other ethnicity, other tribes, people who do not look like you but they were created in the image of God. Do we think about that God, through his son Jesus Christ on the cross, he died for all people, all people group? It's interesting, the passage that the pastor read is part of my notes here in the book of Revelation where we hear John in this beautiful vision about what the, what the final church will look like. The final church, will look, it will be so diverse. Because in his vision he said, I saw men and women from different tribes and nationalities. And somebody, amen, pastor. God's church is bigger than we think, friends. It's massive. A missionary church should think beyond the parameter of where you are. And Jesus makes this deliberately to say, I want you as a church to focus in disciple making. There are churches today who have completely lost the mandate that we have been given. The churches who people are meeting, they are no longer talking about the big mission of Christ, that he came and he died on the cross for the lost souls. Brother, if I'm, if I'm going beyond time, please remind me. I've said I'm from Malawi. I'm not from Ashboard. 
the church must remember there are souls that are going to hell if they do not hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are young men and young women who have not heard what it means to be the follower of Jesus Christ. If I may ask a deliberate question on you, probably you're working or, make, or you're doing business. How many times do you talk to other people about Jesus? How many times are you intentional to tell others about what God has done through his son on the cross? It's so easy to talk about football, isn't it? It's so easy to talk about other sports. But I'm asking how many times have you been intentional to tell others to say Jesus loves you. He died for you on the cross. If only you could turn your life to him, your life would be not only be better, your life would be complete because you will be united with God the Father. How many times have we given excuse to say, you know what, uh, I'm very shy, I'm afraid, I don't know how to talk, and yet we do talk other things. The mission of the church is to make disciples. Let the people hear what God has done and what God is doing and what God is going to do not too far from today. And Jesus, he said on verse number 19, he said, Remember, all authority has been given to me. I'm sending you. Go and make disciples. Tell others of what I have done. Tell them and remind them the good news to say, even though you were born sinner, a rebellious, and you deserve to be condemned by God, but God, out of his grace, he sent his only begotten son, who died on the cross to meet the justice of God, so that the wrath of God can be poured on him, and that the favor and acceptance and forgiveness can be given to us. And there's no one who can do that. It's only God himself through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Friends, we should not forget that the world is dying. People are dying. People are perishing. When you hear, when you see, they may look to be happy, but they're not happy. There's no happiness without Jesus Christ. There is no purpose of life without being connected to God. Trust you me, all these things that we see, one day they will vanish. What will matter is your relationship with God himself. Let's tell our young men and our young women, it doesn't matter how they respond What matters is to do our part because we have been commissioned by the Almighty God. Our job is to tell the world about the love of God. We should not condemn them. We should tell them the love of God and also warn them there will be consequences to those who reject the offer of God. It's a matter of time. How are we doing as a church? How are you doing as a couple? 
How do you use your money and resources? Because discipleship making, it requires resources. There's a story of a Chinese successful man. He came to know Christ in his late life and he said, in my entire life I lived chasing money. But as I'm getting old, I realize all that matters in life used to be in relationship with God. That is missing in our society today. Everybody seems to be busy. And yet they forget to be in relationship with God. We have good family friends who say they define marriage in their own terms. Not in God's terms. We have got young men who find the pleasure <clears throat> on the things that may destroy their lives. We cannot stay idle and wash. It's criminal to fail to share the gospel with someone who doesn't know who Jesus is. I'm not a medical doctor. But I've heard that if you're a doctor and you deny to provide service to someone who is so sick on any reason, you can be sued because you would have done something. Remember flying here somewhere between Nairobi coming to JFK in New York? We reached a certain point. The, uh, the flight attendant, he picked her phone and then he says, do we have any medical doctors here or nurses? We have got an emergency. We need someone. Please come forward. Uh, you could identify yourself. We want you to help. It didn't take two minutes. I saw a couple of people walking up. These were medical doctors rushing, seeking to help this poor person who was in bad shape. That's what the church of God must do today. Our society is broken. Our world is broken. We have got men and women who may seem to be happy, but they don't have joy in their hearts. It's because they have never given their life to Jesus Christ. And Jesus is calling us. He said, I'm calling you. Go and make disciples of all nations. For some of you, it may not really you be going into saying that, but maybe you would use your resources. You might say, I have got X amount of money. I know people don't like to talk about money, but do you know that even the money that we say is our money, is whose money? It's God's money. All that we have. Paul says, he says, what is it that we have that we did not receive? All that we have is God's. Resources. Use it so that the gospel must be shared. Story of young man in India, a missionary who came from UK back in those days, William Carey. Some of you may have read his story. He had a burden in his heart to go to India and to witness Christ. The mission board, he said, young man, you have no idea what you're asking for. We're not going to allow you to go to India. There is malaria in India. There are snakes in India. There are lions in India. So please don't go. 
I remember in college reading his biography somewhere where he says, is it India, are the people in India not created in the image of God? And these were elders in the church who were refusing him to go to missions. The moment he mentioned that, that are people in India not worthy of hearing the gospel, he said, we're going to pray for you. And they prayed for him. So he went to India. He stayed for six years preaching every single day without a single convert. But he never got discouraged because he knew that God had called him to make disciples of all nations. Stories told that it was in seventh year that revival broke out. It didn't take too long. His son died. He never left India. Let alone his wife died. He did not leave India. He stayed for almost 40 years, translated the Bible in Indian language and printed scripture in Indian language. One man bringing the gospel to the continent and a place like India. God is calling you and God is calling me. He's challenging us. Go and make disciples of all nations. Friends, time will come. When God will say, I was sick, you did not help me. I was poor, you completely did nothing. I was naked, you did not clothe me. I know most people say, oh Lord, there's no way I could have seen you naked and then do nothing. No way, I wouldn't do that, Lord. And he said, the same people that you hear, you watch on TV, you, 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 you probably browse on internet, you hear about places where people are sleeping without food. My own country, there are people about five million this year, they have no food. They're going to bed without food. When you hear about wars in other places and people are asking for resources, don't shut your, your, your eyes to say, I don't want to hear about that. If you care about the global church, if you care about God's creation, what breaks the heart of God must also break your heart. And God says, go make disciples of all nations. Lastly, a mission church We've looked at as a mission church is a church which knows that it's commissioned by God, and it is a church, again, which is focused on uh, disciple-making, and then, lastly, is a church which is laid by God himself. On verse number 20, it is very encouraging. It says, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. The work of making disciples for God or for Christ would be impossible if Jesus is not involved. It will be cumbersome because you have got people who have got heart hardened, people who are so selfish, people who do not want to hear anything, people who all they think is about themselves. But Jesus is promising us. He says, you're not going to do it alone. In that workplace, when you witness to that brother and sister, 
remember, Christ is with you. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. My brother read the book of Isaiah. He says, the almighty God and the power of all government will be on his shoulders. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. How are you doing? Do you know that you have been commissioned by God? Do you know that the one who has commissioned you has got all power? And do you know that our major focus as a church, as believers, as a board of believers, is to share the love of God with others? And lastly, if probably you were worried to say, I wish I could, I wish I could, I could do like that, it's not only the pastors who can do what I'm saying here, it's a job of all believers. Matthew chapter 5.13, Jesus said, you are the salt and the light of this world. It begins in your home. It begins with your brothers and your sisters, your cousins and your parents. It begins in your workplace, those of you are working, your colleagues. It begins with you, with your classmates, if you're in school. Your boss, your juniors. Don't just say, I'm only doing business with them. Yeah, God has created that opportunity so you can be the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ. You can open your mouth and tell them that God loves you and he died for you and he doesn't want you to perish. He died on the cross so that your life can not only be better, but your life can be complete and holy because of his righteousness has been given to you. You are no longer an rebellious child, but you are a child who is loved by God himself and that's why Christ has died for you. The world needs to hear this message. Unfortunately, there are few who are doing that today. There are few churches, there are few families, there are few young men and young women who are so authentic to say, I'll tell others about the love of God. As I'm closing, I was flying to Spain last year, if not the other year. There was a conference that I was attending in, in Spain. And as I was flying, uh, my, my, my neighbor was a young lady. She was going to vacation for one year. And you know when you're flying, you get to places where there's some turbulence and you begin to wonder whether this plane is going to arrive or maybe something may happen. I'm one of those people always, I don't like turbulence. So I was shaken. She was shaken. I'm like, are you afraid? She's like, yeah, I'm afraid if I may die. I'm like, are you afraid of death? She said, yeah, I'm afraid of death. I said, do you know Jesus? She said, who is Jesus? Because she has never heard about Jesus Christ. I started sharing the gospel with her. I'll tell you, she started sobbing. And she said, I've never heard about the gospel, and thank you for sharing this with me. There are people that God has placed so close to you, and God wants to use you to reach out to them. Take courage. You are not alone. God, Emmanuel, 
is with you. Put your trust in him. Allow your resources to be used to advance the word of God and the kingdom of God. Shall we pray? Father, I thank you for these past days I've been here in the U.S. preaching and sharing with my brothers and my sisters the great commission you have given us to make disciples of all nations. Lord, I pray, I know there may be other people in this sanctuary today. They wish they could share the gospel with their family members. But they are shy. I want to pray that God, the Holy Spirit, may you empower your church today. May you empower us, oh Father, to speak nothing but the truth. That even when other people may have negative words towards us, but we will say, because God is with us, we we'll still preach the gospel. Today we are privileged to be called Christians because other 11 men were committed. They responded to the call of the commissioning of preaching and making disciples of all nations. Globally, churches are being planted because of the same courage. May you use Napoleon Church, oh God. May you use all these men and women to be agents of preaching the gospel. Bless the leadership of this church for allowing me to stand before your church. Bless all the programs and bless our partnership as we strive and seek to make more disciples for you. In Jesus' name, God, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Robert.